You're listening to the Women's Health Collective Podcast, where we're talking about all things related to, you guessed it, women's health. This podcast focuses on exploring taboo topics that affect women of all ages. I'm your host, Morgan Staten, women's health occupational therapist and founder of First Year's Maternal Health. I'm teaming up with various other women's health professionals from across the globe in hopes of arming women in their health and wellness journeys with the greatest weapon of all, knowledge, because a knowledgeable woman is an empowered woman. and welcome to the Women's Health Collective podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Jeff Duffy. Jeff Duffy is a certified prenatal yoga and hypnobirthing childbirth educator. She's currently offering prenatal yoga classes around Metro Detroit. Her passion lies in helping women cultivate a positive mindset around birthing while gaining strength and knowledge to feel empowered. And in working hard with Be Her Village to change the way we support new moms and growing families as a culture. So Jess, thank you so much for being on the Women's Health Collective podcast and welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be talking with you again, Morgan. Oh my gosh. It's always a pleasure when we chat and I can't wait for our listeners to hear what you're all about because I love chatting every time that we chat and I think listeners are really going to resonate with it too. Thanks. You are so welcome. So tell our little, our listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you get to wearing all the hats that you wear now? Yeah, absolutely. And I love all the hats that I wear. So I'm so excited to share. Um, Yeah, I was um, a yoga practitioner and that's kind of where it starts. When I became pregnant, I wanted to find um, a practice that felt more appropriate for that phase for me. And I, I found it and I found this great community. And not only were we moving in poses that were comfortable and were purposeful to the pregnancy phase, but also we were working in And we were tuning into our bodies and we were gaining this great awareness of how perfectly growing and, you know, amazing our bodies are, how capable and strong we are. And being able to tune into how I'm feeling, um, you know, in my body and in my mind that's huge when it comes to childbirth. Um, So I really found so many advantages in attending those classes. And so when I birthed my babes, I have two young, very active little boys and I loved giving birth. I would do it 20 more times. I just don't have it in me to raise them all. But I love being pregnant and I love giving birth. And I know that's not everybody's experience, but I'm very thankful that it was mine. Um, And so, yeah, I had empowering, beautiful birthing experiences. And that was not something that I was used to hearing from other people. It really was that birth is painful and it's something that happens to you. 
and that it's very, you know, hospitalized and medicalized and all the things. And, and again, maybe sometimes it is, and that has, you know, a, a place and a purpose and so thankful for the advantages there. But there's a whole kind of, um, there was an eye-opening experience for me. And so after that, my instructor for yoga decided to open a training program. And so I got my certification to become a prenatal and postnatal yoga instructor. And that had just gone from there. That was the beginning. And, um, and then it was adding on a mom and baby class and getting my hypnobirthing certification and then joining um, Be Her Village and helping to advocate there. And we can talk more about that later, but um, just encouraging women and birthing people to you know, explore the options of what is out there and educate themselves and, and help get funded and have the resources and just all the knowledge that I was able to gain is why I'm here now because I want to share it. And so thank you for giving me another platform to do that. <laughs> thank you for sharing. And I, I love your whole story. And I've already told you that because we've talked many times, but I love hearing every time that you tell it because I can tell that you're so passionate about what you're doing. And I think that's so important in the birthing world in terms of your support can make or break your experience during pregnancy and postpartum. And um, I know on your website, you put, it takes a village to raise a mother. And they say, there's that common saying, it takes a village to raise a child. But I love that you put it back on the mom because so much of that focus during pregnancy is mom and baby. And then as soon as baby is born, mom is tossed to the side and it's only baby. How is baby? How's baby sleeping? How's baby doing? How's baby eating? How's baby growing? Not how are you doing? How is mom recovering physically and emotionally? Because that's a really traumatic event physically and sometimes emotionally, depending on if it was not a very positive experience if things did not go according to how someone envisioned. So I would love for you to speak a little bit on, on that. Yeah, it is a tremendously, you know, transitional phase of life. And I think that we would all really benefit from being held and supported through it. Like you said, there's so much focus on baby and, you know, when can I come over and meet them and hold them and, and you entertain me? You know, that's not right. <laughs> Give me some food. Like, right. yes, even in, you know, um, unmedicated vaginal empowered birth, there's still a healing process. There's still an incredible learning curve there's still exhaustion. You know, how is baby eating? Yep, very important. How is mama eating? How is the or family- not feeling during nursing because right. nursing should not be painful, but a lot of people are like, well, they're gaining weight and nobody told me otherwise. Right, yes. And, you know, there are so many 
birth workers, motherhood businesses like you and I, and we've, we've got the training, we've got, you know, the education, we've got the passion, and we really do want to be able to support new moms and to provide space for them to really flourish and to enjoy this transition into motherhood. Yes, of course you love your baby and maybe that's not right out the gate, just noting that that doesn't happen for everybody and that's okay too. Um, and holding space for the challenges there as well. I think that um, as a culture, for the most part, right, it's mama left, you know, on her own. If there's a partner, there's seriously no time given most companies uh, in the States for, you know, paternal or other parent leave. Um, and that's just heartbreaking to me. Mama is healing. Her body is healing. Like you said, there's, there's a lot mentally to figure out. And I'm loving all these programs that I'm seeing for, you know, um, there's a resilient mother program. There's, right, I mean, of course, maternal mental health and checking in there. I think that that is so vital and important. So it's either, you know, creating your village. And yes, we do have the family and friends and thank goodness for them. However, we're not really set up in our society to have or expect or anticipate your friends and family to be able to make that pivot and shift with you and be there in the way that you really do need to be supported. And I guess that's what I really wanna shout from the rooftops is, is why does mama need support in that phase? Why isn't it just about how's baby doing? But I mean, this is a whole new life. It's gone from, you know, yourself and just being able to walk right out the door and, you know, maybe not be so concerned with scheduling or late nights or whatever that might look like. Um, and now that's going to be a whole different story, a whole other game plan. Um, so having those conversations in advance, I think can be really helpful too. And you know, navigating what, thinking about brainstorming, what might be the challenges. I don't think that's a conversation that many um, couples have, you know, what are we going to do about the late nights when I'm exhausted? Or, you know, what are we going to do about dinner every night? <laughs> dinner every night. <laughs> I feel that way now and I don't even have kids. I'm like, we have to do dinner again. Why? Right. <laughs> Why do I have to keep planning these meals every single week? And then I have to turn around and do the same thing. So like, yes. I can't even imagine being a new mom and doing that because I can barely do that. And I don't even have kids at this time. Like, I mean, right. It's, we are go, go, go. We are fast paced. We are hardworking. Um, and, and so now you've got this, you know, beautiful babe brought home and everything kind of slows down. It's like survival mode those first three months, maybe, and making those major adjustments. And so, yeah, how can we be a village for mom? Let's all recognize that it's hard. That it's hard for a new family and to be, you know, raising a baby and maybe there's other kiddos in the house. 
um, you know, already, or even fur babies. And, you know, what do those adjustments look like? And how is everybody feeling? There's just so many aspects to it. We know that the rates for postpartum anxiety, depression, and rage are high. And that's just the numbers that people are comfortable sharing. That they've sought help and they can actually be recorded as right. a statistic. I'm quote air quoting because you are so much more than a statistic. Yes. And if you seek help, like that's great, but there's a lot of people who don't. Right. Yeah. And I love that you say like coming together as a community and being someone's village, because there's a lot of times where people are like, oh, find your village, find your village. But like, again, you mentioned survival mode. We need to come in and help as opposed to having mom go out and seek help. We as a society and I actually talked about this with another guest on my podcast, Janelle Golan. She's an occupational therapist in Australia who does a lot of work with menstrual cycles and motherhood and kind of leaning into those rhythms and being that support. And she talks about how it's kind of like the different seasons. And so that winter season can be extended up to three years postpartum. And that can be a really lonely time for people. And it's the time to go in. So trying to go out and find support in that new motherhood stage, even if you've been a mother before, you've not been a mother to this particular child, it's hard. You you can barely reach out to family. You can barely reach out to friends. So to reach out to family and friends and ask for help, be like, hey, can you come over? Because I'm having a really tough day and I just need to shower like can you hold my kid while I do that and so she talked a lot about how we as a society need to be aware of these challenges in motherhood and offer help and support so that moms don't have to ask yes right and then if there's anything that you can you know regularly regularly or (laughs) you know um offer like those one-time help times are fantastic is there anything that we can set up so I know I have that for a longer period of time and I love considering it as the seasons and let's think of it in those terms what do we do for winter there's so much preparation yeah gloves and hats and scarves and coats we need you know shovel or snowblower we need adequate tires we need, you know, heat in the house, all of these things, um, you know, the skin, your skin's getting dry, lips are chapped, and we're preparing for it. Yeah. And you need to feel secure and warm and safe. Yeah. And so looking at it from that winter and the preparation that goes into it and, and how harsh, <laughs> how hard it can be, you know, summer, easy peasy. I don't even put shoes on, just walk right outside and off we go. (laughs) Yeah. So I really like thinking of it in that way. It makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. And I I love being able to connect different interviews because that just shows that we're all on a common mission to help moms and birthing people. And this podcast is not just for moms and birthing people. It's for women of all ages. But I think that there's 
great message in here that somebody knows a mom or someone knows someone who has given birth. Even if it's not you yourself, right. you need to be having these conversations so that we can support our loved ones, so that we can offer that support because we can't help if we don't know what the problem is. And if we've never experienced that ourselves, we might not be able to understand the ins and outs of everything that's going on. Yeah, I think that that's, I, I would love for friends and family members of those who are expecting or have new little ones at home or even, you know, kiddos that are older and just reaching out, hey, I'm available this time frame. Can I drop off some food? Can I pick up, you know, something for you? Exactly. Um, take your older kiddos to the park so you can take a nap. Like, absolutely. What day. We're heading to the park. Can I pick up your kids on the way? Mm-hmm. I love it. All of those ideas are enthusiastic yeses. <laughs> yes. And that kind of leads us into the Be Her Village platform. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I know you're not the founder of Be Her Village, but you're very much involved in it. So I know you can speak to it and what it is and what the mission behind it is and motivation. Yes. So beherevillage.com is an online cash gift registry for support instead of stuff. So we are looking at revolutionizing the baby shower industry. Billions of dollars are put in towards stuff for new babies when ultimately there aren't that many gadgets and things and stuffs that new babies really, really need. So Be Her Village seeks to support new moms and growing families because it is a challenge often for even those family and friends that are nearby one and maybe have you know some time that they're able to allocate to you and to helping new mom um but as we talked about earlier we're out there the yous and me's and all the birth workers and you know those of us educated and passionate and ready to help and wanting to help and yet for some reason those support services feel like a luxury or unobtainable that's how I felt. I mean, I consider myself to be a frugal person and to think like, oh my gosh, like I know, you know, breastfeeding, this is, this is incredibly hard. I'm really struggling with this, but gosh, you know, X amount for a lactation consultant. I don't know. I'll, I'll just keep trying. I'll just figure it out or, you know, whatever it might be. And the house is a disaster, uh, you know, and all the different things that it might be. And thinking about these services, um, a, a birth doula, having somebody there to, you know, that's a constant stream of support um, to help inform you, uh, who knows your birth wishes and intentions. You know, there's so many birth workers out there ready to help, but not all of us have the funds or the means or the resources um, to hire them. So Be Her Village has created a way to add these support services to a registry. It's a way that friends and family are used to gifting to new moms and expecting parents. 
And this way they can go in there, new mom can add these support services to her registry, postpartum doula, yoga, um, pelvic floor therapy, all of the support services, and then send that link to her friends and family and say, these are the gifts I really truly want and need. And the more that we do that, the more that our community realizes how new families need to be supported. And I think that the bar will just be raised in all areas and how beautiful that would be. Um, so awesome. yeah, we are hoping to shift the, the mindset of where the focus is, bring it back to mom. Um, because if she's thriving and held and supported, I mean, have no fear, baby will be thriving and held and supported because of course that's what she wants to be doing. Of course she wants to be giving her 1000% to this new beautiful babe. Um, and that's easier to do when your cup is full, right? Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup, but again, it's hard sometimes to ask for support. And sometimes you don't even know where to start in terms of looking for support. Like, I know personally, I was bottle fed because my mom tried breastfeeding for a week and it was really painful for her. Mm -hmm. Turns out I have a, a tie, which is functional now, but like, so little background for everyone. I also do, in addition to pelvic floor therapy, I also do pediatric feeding therapy. So I know how to look for a tie. Wow. So I have found a tie on myself as an adult and she didn't have that support and didn't know that a lactation consultant was even an option. They gave her a book on breastfeeding, no support, nothing. And she was like, I just thought I was so overwhelmed that I couldn't do it. And so she was like, forget it. I'm just going to give her formula because I can't do this anymore for my own mental health. But she wanted to breastfeed, but she didn't have the support. And so it also allows the community and people in general to recognize like, oh, this is an option. And like, this isn't normal. Like, especially in my field as a pelvic floor therapist, like leaking after having a baby, like peeing when you laugh, sneeze, cough, all of that, super common, not normal. Not but it's normal. been normalized and people don't seek out help because it, it, they've just been told it's supposed to be like that. Oh, right. breastfeeding hurts. Just, it gets better after the first couple of weeks. But if it doesn't, then what? Like, oh, what do you do right. then? I mean, it, I had a similar experience myself. I was in a lot of pain and not producing um, much. And it was that pure exhaustion. And, you know, I, I encourage mamas to kind of, when they are finding it challenging, right? How do you want support, right? Do you want someone to think of new ways because there's so many different things to try and look for, as you mentioned, um, to successfully breastfeed? Or do you want to, sorry, do you want to be told, you know, it's okay. It's okay if you want to, to bottle feed and formula feed your baby you know, but the choice ideally isn't made because you just don't have any energy to seek out any additional resources or help or, you know, um, 
or the people around you don't know. And so you feel like that's the end of the road, but we're out here and, and ready to help. Um, and I love that with women being able to create this gift registry for support, that these conversations, these ideas, these realizations of who's out there and what support they're capable of receiving um, will be so helpful. Like you said, so many don't even know what a pelvic floor is, what a doula is, that like lactation consultants exist, right? All these different areas, um, how beneficial chiropractic work can be. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so I'm just loving working with Be Her Village and the educational tools that they provide um, so that everyone can learn what these support people can provide, what's out there and line up, you know, what options might be best for you and your family and, and then ask for help to get those services funded so it doesn't feel like a big out-of-pocket expense. Um, yeah, so I'm just loving it. That is amazing. And I know it's so needed. And for those who are listening, who may have not heard of Be Your Village yet, um, now you have, but it's also like honey fund with a wedding. So it's more and more common for individuals to live together. Couples are getting married later in life. And so they have a lot of the things that they already need or would put on like a typical wedding web registry. And I'm air quoting again, because it, it is very similar to that in terms of like, you can go and get things and gift things for like a honeymoon or an experience or toward new furniture or things like that. And it's a very similar setup. It's just meant for parents to be. Yes. That preparation, thank you, is what's so vital, important. We do. I've, I've made that reference before. All the preparation that goes into many people's weddings, the thousands of dollars that are invested in that one day. And to consider putting that similar amount of effort, um, you know, time, energy, and money into preparing for the birth of your baby, for um, the support that you'll want during your birth and postpartum, I mean, it, it truly does make sense because postpartum is forever and, and birthing your baby is a huge event. So these are worthy. They are worthy of our attention. They are worthy of our time and energy and money. They are worthy of the, the whole community being aware that mamas and growing families need these things. Yeah. And that kind of leads us into you wear a lot of different hats in terms of services that can be purchased or gifted on Be Her Village, including prenatal yoga classes and hypnobirthing. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about hypnobirthing. I know that's not your primary focus right now, but I think it's really gaining a lot of traction in the media. And I would love to chat about it a little bit because even though it is gaining traction it's still not well known in terms of what exactly it is 
Sure, because I think that often, right, probably the name might scare some people off and that's always addressed in each class, right? What do you, what do you think it means to be hypnotized? Um, so ultimately it's all about deep relaxation. It's about, um, you know, it's about the mind and body connection and childbirth education. So I was instructing prenatal yoga first and had lots of mamas coming into class and saying, you know, the breathing techniques and the affirmations that you're showing us, teaching us, instructing in here are really similar to what I'm learning in my hypnobirthing class. And I was like, okay, let me dig into this a bit. Um, so I found the Calm Birth School in the UK and I cannot say enough wonderful things about Liz Stanford and the, the team over there. Um, and I'm so thankful to have gotten that certification and gained that knowledge. Um, so yeah, it's just learning what is happening in your body. You know, the uterus is a muscle. It's nothing I ever thought about before, <laughs> you know, right? Like just thinking about, I mean, this amazing thing is happening. You're growing another body inside of your body and this little person is amazing and just learning what's going on in there and you know what's changing and shifting in my body and what can I expect what are you know and, and learning that everything is like on this huge spectrum right whether that is like your options or how you may feel or how you might experience the different um, trimesters or the different phases of birth um, and and some of what to expect postpartum. I love that. And I think it ties in really nicely with the fact that you mentioned that you had a very positive pregnancy and birth, which is not the case for a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, it, birth is framed as like, Okay, this is something that happened so that we can get the baby and we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> Be, and like, that's very much like how I was raised in terms of like, we didn't talk about birth. We didn't talk about like, that was just something that happened so that you could get a brother or sister, you could get your cousins. Like that was just like, okay, we're not talking about it anymore. But I think a lot of that fear and almost like that shame in terms of birth, like surrounding birth is really playing into that mind-body connection. And then you could be experiencing physical things because you're having a lot of mental anxiety because that's what's, that's what's put out there. That's what's told out there. So my question is, what would you tell those people? Like, Morgan, you really hit the nail on the head there. I mean, that's ultimately what hypnobirthing boils down to. Fear equals tension equals pain. So if we can work to remove the fear because we fear what we don't understand, we don't want to experience pain. But if we can reframe the mind, if we can learn about what our body is doing and why, and then understand that we're going to feel sensations and give ourselves some positive language and um, understanding the, like I mentioned, the whole spectrum of possibilities, um, 
then ultimately, you know, an empowered and positive birthing experience is one in which mama felt held and supported and respected. Um, and that she was, you know, leading the show. And sometimes that means relinquishing control as long as that's on her terms and she feels that that's the best thing to do, right? Um, we line up our, our birth support team and what does that look like? What are my options? And so finding the, the different resources like beherevillage.com, like you and I and having those conversations, you know, all of us, like we are right now, are just so thrilled to talk about it all the time. And I think the more that we can talk about the positives of being pregnant and of giving birth, um, the better that it will be so that we aren't fearing it. I mean, Hollywood does us no favors. The movies are always like, you know, the screams and the the swearing and the, you know, it's, and woman lying on her back and whatever the situation is and it's always a huge rush i mean it can be a peaceful experience and you know you can really set up a beautiful environment um and make it your day yeah it's it's a big day just like your wedding day your kid's first birthday it needs to be treated as such in terms of investing in a team that is going to help you succeed in whatever it is that you, your goals are, um, as well as support you. And then also feel prepared yourself. And I think it's important to recognize that you can have a positive birth experience and still have the sensation of pain. This is not going to take away the sensation of pain, but rather empower you to really like know that your body is meant for this and it's made for this and it's a short-term thing for a long-term benefit and it doesn't have to alter your experience it can still be a positive experience while having pain with contractions yeah and we often will talk about the contractions and frame them as surges or waves and because they do they you know those sensations come in and then they they go and another wave will come and then it passes. And so embracing those restful moments and, and then understanding the moments where those sensations may be discomfort, may be really intense, um, but there can be great power in that. And I mean, that sensation, that feeling of I did it is, I mean, it can't be matched. Yeah, I love it. And I know you offer um, prenatal yoga, but you also offer prenatal partner yoga. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I think that is so interesting and I'm so curious as to how that looks. Yes, I love doing the partner workshops. Um, so it's usually small group, um, about four birthers and their partners. And we integrate uh, the prenatal yoga, you know, the gentle flow, body, body beneficial, you know, poses that we've been working on in the prenatal yoga class already so that partner can have an understanding of what mama's been up to, what is she doing and why is it purposeful? 
Um, and then we get into some childbirth education as well, um, breathing techniques. It's a great intro for partner to understand, um, you know, a bit of what to expect and what their role can be. Uh, and know that, that the birthing person, when they're giving birth and they may be experiencing those intense sensations, that she's okay, that birth is supposed to be happening, <laughs> right? That this is the body's natural response to pregnancy. And I'll often talk about, right, like if you break a bone, um, I'm fortunate, knock on wood, to say that I am yet to, but I've definitely, you know, gotten hurt in various ways. And, and that's a pain, that's sending a signal to the brain and that's not supposed to be happening, right? But giving birth is, and the body knows what to do. Your baby and your body are so smart, so intuitive and perfectly designed. And so it really is so much um, about getting into that positive headspace, about understanding and educating yourself because if you're able to do that and just kind of get out of the way, <laughs> your baby and body will, will do the work that they know to do. How do you support partners in that? Because I know it's probably hard for partners to see their birthing person or the person that's giving birth in what we would call air quote again, pain or discomfort. How do you work with partners and empower partners to really step into whatever that role of support looks like for them? Yeah, it may be, you know, that physical support. And I say that the physical support is emotional. You know, if you are standing behind mama and, you know, giving her a good double hip squeeze or pressing into where she may be experiencing the sensations in the low back. I mean, that feels amazing. Maybe it's partner there, you know, continuously hydrating mama. Maybe they are providing gentle reminders to soften the muscles in the face because the lips above are directly correlated to the lips below. So learning that, knowing that, and, and just noticing their partner really, I mean, doing this this dance with each other and just kind of really tuning into her and being able to pick up on those cues um, can be another really beautiful aspect to the entire, the birthing experience as a whole. Um, partners can encourage, you know, deep breathing, mindful breathing can provide positive affirmations, um, keeping the mind in a positive and calm space which again, if the mind is calm, the body is relaxed, then we don't you know, experience that, that tension um, and resistance. And again, baby and body can go on doing the work they know exactly how to do. And I love that you touched on the deep breathing and that tension again, because as a pelvic floor therapist, I'm talking to my clients all the time about the relationship between your breath and what's happening in your pelvic floor, because 
in regard, I mean, in general, if you are doing what we call shallow breathing, so breathing up into your shoulders rather than down toward your pelvic floor, which a lot of people do, whether you've had a baby or not, it's not triggering that what we call parasympathetic nervous system that rest and digest you're in fight or flight mode. Your body is whether you feel like it or not, your muscles are holding tension and the pelvic floor is such an emotional muscle. So if you're emotionally stressed, or even if you're physically stressed, your pelvic floor holds on for dear life and relating it back to the birthing experience. If you're feeling like that, it's harder for a baby to come out of a very tight pelvic floor. Yes. So sometimes you need to just like let all of that tension go. And I always recommend having someone come see me before birth because we'll do some internal preparation work and external work and make sure that things are working well in terms of, can you breathe down to your pelvic floor? Can we release some of those muscles so we don't have years of maybe emotional tension or physical tension because we have some muscle imbalances. And then you're trying to push a baby out of your vaginal canal. It doesn't work well. And then you have a lot more pushing time. You have a lot more, sometimes what we would call like negative experiences surrounding it because it's not going according to how your body wants it to. Right. And most of us aren't raised with that body awareness and mindfulness to even, like you said, to even recognize any of that. Um, So again, in, in your preparation for giving birth to your baby, you know, you could learn about these services that are available um, and, and find someone like you. I'm really curious what the internal preparation means or looks like, or what do you do? So with internal preparation for labor and birth, I go in and I do, so there's three levels of the pelvic floor. Um, the most shallow is closest to the opening of the vaginal canal, and then it goes backward toward the anus. And so there's three different levels and all of those levels can hold tension. And so what we do is we go in internally with a finger and we release and hold. So it's a lot of, okay, what are you feeling here? Are you feeling an aching pain? Are you feeling kind of a burning, stretching sensation? And some people will tell me, I don't feel anything. And that tells me that they're not connected to their pelvic floor. So the body wants to work for you. And so a lot of times if there is pain, if there is tightness, the body just turns off those nerve signals to protect that area in terms of like, well, whatever. And so a lot of times it's reconnecting back to the pelvic floor. So you know when it feels tight and so you know when it feels relaxed and then working on positions to help open that pelvic floor naturally so that you don't have to continue getting internal work once we've released all of that tension then we're kind of starting from ground zero and we're just trying to prevent the tension at that point oh i love it the breathing exercises the pelvic floor exercises we have a lot of tie-ins in our work yes i and i love it i i think that's why we have such a good time chatting and i hope that listeners can hear that kind of back and forth and really learn about all of the different resources and avenues that they can take and find one that works best for them or a combination of things because 
as birth workers and people that work with women in general, we love to collaborate, or at least I do, I can't speak for everyone, but like, we love that team aspect, yes. or I love that team aspect, because I think that that's really <laughs> it takes a team, and yes. we want to be that village, so kind of going back to that original thing in terms of like, it takes a village to raise a mom, we want to help be that village, and we don't have the expertise for everything, so building those connections and all of those different resources so that moms can figure out what works best for them and their family. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Before we go, I always ask my, uh, my guests to give one piece of advice that they have for listeners based on what we talked about today, or one piece of advice that you wish that you had in like your younger days, when you were going through all of this, what is one thing you want people to take away? Oh, there are so many options here. I'm going to throw out there the affirmation, I can do hard things. This may feel maybe overwhelming to hear all of the different, <laughs> um, you know, maybe for some it's, it's hearing it like, oh my gosh, like, okay, there's a lot to do. There's so much I don't know. Um, birth, it does sound intense. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. Just taking it one curiosity at a time, one deep breath at a time and how capable and confident we each are worthy of being. I love that. And I love that you ended with that. And I think that just puts such a pretty little bow on what we talked about today, but also who you are as a person and as a practitioner, as I've come to know you. And I, I just love it. And I think listeners are going to eat it up. So Again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I would love for you to tell people where they can find you because I'm sure they're going to be looking for you after this conversation. Yay, I hope so. I would love to connect. Let me know if you found me through listening to Morgan's podcast. I'm so excited for everybody. Um, So you can find me at inspiredyogaplus.com. You can find me within the Be Her Village community. Um, and on Instagram at inspired yoga plus. Great. And I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes below when this episode airs and everyone that is listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the women's health collective podcast. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Women's Health Collective podcast, a production of First Year's Maternal Health. Visit our website at firstyearsmaternalhealth.com slash podcast to view show notes as well as catch up on our latest episodes. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the Women's Health Collective podcast for all the latest updates related to the show. Loved the content of this episode? We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message, write a review, or screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Want to be a part of something bigger? 
head over to Facebook and join our Empowered Women's Wellness Community to find your village and ask all your burning questions.